0: everybody and welcome to episode 27 of A Bitchin' Brew, a podcast about music, life and everything in between. Uh, my name is Danny Randon and I'm your host, thank you for tuning in. Um, I say this is episode 27 when really it's episode 27.5 or episode 27 part 2 as I would... Probably prefer to put it, and as you can tell from the title, it's a pretty special episode. The podcast, as it's the second half of my Two Thousand Trees Extravaganza. Um, Two Thousand Trees, obviously, being the brilliant annual alternative music festival, which was held uh, on Upcote Farm in the Cotswolds near Cheltenham uh, back in July. And as I mentioned on the first part of this special, which if you haven't listened to yet, I would highly highly recommend Um, It's an absolute corker. It was um, It was an absolute triumph of the weekend. It was my second year at 2000 trees and it's firmly become my favourite festival literally ever. The the best vibe, the best bands, um, the best the best silent disco. Um the best everything really. Even the best food, I still think daily about the 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 breakfast burrito that I had on the um on the Saturday morning there. It was actual fucking perfection. And um and Becky's barge as well, best onion bargees I've ever had. Um anyway. I was very grateful to be uh, granted backstage access to 2,000 Trees this year uh, so I could go and chat with some of the bands that were playing. Um, We've already heard on the first part of this podcast from the likes of Black Peaks and Conjurer and Vukovi and uh, Prestamiko too. But on this podcast, uh, you'll be able to hear me chatting with, in this order, um, Ash Wilson, who plays guitar in Boston Manor, we chat about their forthcoming album, which is called Welcome to the Neighbourhood. Um, we chat about that, among other things. I'm a, I'm a little bit gutted, actually, that Ash was the only person who I forgot to do the bitching question generator on. Um, but ho-hum, it was a great chat nonetheless, and Ash is a really solid bloke, so uh, we'll be kicking off with that. Uh, After that, I'll be chatting with Tom and Mark Harfield, uh, two brothers who form two-thirds of the South Coast grunge band Glue, that's spelt G-L-O-O. Tom sings and plays guitar, and then Mark is their drummer. Uh, We talk a little bit about their new album, their debut album. ...for that matter, which is called A Pathetic Youth. Um, And from there, we'll move on to a chat with all three members of the band Vadoon. Now, Vadoon are a very interesting proposition. They are a trio from London who play psychedelic, riff-heavy rock... Um, which also sort of leans heavily on afro-caribbean uh, influence and they're thematically very spiritual as well i couldn't now i couldn't get a picture with the band um because at the time they weren't in their their sort of stage um regalia if you will um unfortunately that means they're only on the podcast uh on the artwork for this podcast i should say um they're only on here by name but they're by no means any less welcome uh, ...on Bitchin' Brew. Quite the opposite, actually. They were lovely people, and uh, we get stuck into a chat about their uh, their forthcoming second album. Um, a little bit later on, you'll hear me chatting with all three members of Father Son. That's guitarist and singer Ross Layton, bassist Mark Strain, and drummer uh, drummer... Uh, Greg Walkinshaw. They are one of my favourite British bands to have emerged in the last few years. They're from Scotland, as you'll clearly be able to hear. Um, Lovely gents who I've been wanting to get on the podcast for a bloody long time now um they were actually also the last band i interviewed over the whole weekend i haven't put out the recordings in chronological order i don't know if you've been able to tell that but because they were my last interview of the whole weekend i i hit them with a bunch of questions from the bitching question generator and it's it's really really funny um now the last band you'll hear on this the the second half of my 2003 special um is the band The Dirty Nil, who uh, came all the way from Ontario, Canada. Um, All three members of the band joined in for the recording. It's their singer and guitarist, Luke Bentham, uh, their bassist, Ross Miller, and their drummer, Kyle Fisher. Um, It was Luke's birthday, and... You know, with the with the greatest of respect to all the other bands I spoke to at Trees, every band I spoke to at Trees was really fucking awesome and, and, and very lovely to chat to. Um but the Dirty Nil are definitely among my favourite guests on Bitch and Brew ever, even within the fifteen minutes that I got with them. Um so make sure you stick around until the end to hear my my chat with them because it really is next level brilliant. Bat, bat shit crazy but brilliant nonetheless, and, and quite the suitable conclusion to this two-part special. Um, uh, as as you may guess, uh, these are sort of 10 to 15-minute chats, as opposed to sort of, you know, the usual of just having one guest on the podcast and having them for 40 to 45 minutes. It's sort of a, a bunch of 10 to 15-minute, more concentrated interview-style Uh, recordings, but believe me, we do go off on some tangents, and as ever, I'll also be playing a track from each band to sort of break the conversations up, so without further ado, let's get stuck in, so stay tuned to Bitchin' Brew for chats recorded backstage at 2000 Trees Festival, with the Dirty Nil, Father Son, The Dune, and Glue, but first up, here is Boston Manor. Boston Manor. Uh, welcome to Bitchin' Brew and, and welcome to 2000
1: Trees. It's good to be here. I you know, haven't been here in about two years now so we, we've like we, we played first we first played here in like what? 2000,
2: 2015 mm.
1: and then it was amazing like the, literally the first festival we have ever played. Right okay. And uh, then the year after that we just came because it was, it was good that first time around <laughs> so we are just like oh let's go again <laughs> yeah absolutely and then uh, unfortunately last year it
0: warped to us so we couldn't come round but I uh, kind of wish we had done well I was slightly intrigued by the uh, the beverage that you've brought to us today uh, the, um, is it gin and vodka uh, and ginger ale and ginger ale yeah. you, you're saying about you've got a little bar set up basically are you camping this week we are camping this week yeah um, I wouldn't say
1: it's really a bar set up we've, we've all kind of brought like a couple bits and bobs and stuff right. and you know I'm just gonna mix and match and just see how it goes I guess Are
0: there any mixers at all or is it just spirits?
1: Um, we all have like, I think someone's brought like, we've got a mix of everything
0: basically Yeah, yeah. So. You, you always start, if you bring like spirits and mixers to a festival you start off like oh, I'm gonna save this over the weekend and then after about two or three it's like you end up I'm just gonna pour it all Yeah exactly yeah, exactly, yeah absolutely Well I'm really excited to talk about um, Welcome to the Neighbourhood uh, because um, not to give too much away, but I've heard it. and have heard the record. I have heard the record. A oh, lot. Um, and without giving too much of a spoiler alert yeah, away to the it. listeners, it's fucking brilliant. Thank you. Honestly, I love it. Um, ha- first, first off, how many arguments did you have with an American label over the spelling of Neighbourhood?
1: Many. And- <laughs> yeah. Well, to, actually, to be fair, like we were just like, we said to them from the off, we were like we want it to be spelled like this the English way of the neighbourhood right um, and then weirdly we were on Twitter a couple of weeks ago <gasps> there it goes sorry that's me
0: opening the Heineken okay. <laughs> very,
1: very professional he's not having the brew today <laughs> um, we were like we were on Twitter just browsing stuff and then um, I think it was Denny's
0: um, oh right,
1: okay. It was Denny's or someone and um, tweeted another food company and was just like, Oh, welcome to the neighbourhood Like not not even referencing us and we were just like spelled it wrong.
2: So we just just to it
1: and we were just like, it's actually a neighborhood like
0: this. And, then yeah. we like, and everyone was just like, oh. Just being cheeky gets really. Basically, yeah, just being cheeky. Well, yeah, I didn't want to give too much away because obviously it's going to be a little while before everyone hears it yet. Yeah, September seven. So yeah, uh, another couple of months yet. Um, but it's a very, very different Boston manner. You've kind of hinted towards it on Halo already. Yeah. Did you, uh, like, was the songwriting process quite refreshing for the band for this record? It was a lot of fun, to be honest. And I
1: think um, if I'm going to, like, nutshell it all, the songwriting process was basically, like, if this song sounds good, it's going on the record. We didn't really be, like, we didn't subject ourselves to, like, a specific... Like genre boundary whatsoever we were just like alright this sounds cool let's put it on the record this sounds cool let's put it on the record it wasn't very much like a, oh it needs to sound like this kind of thing yeah so um yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to write. A lot of fun to write.
0: <laughs> There's some very interesting moments on the record. I mean one of my favourite tracks is is Flowers in Your Dustbin, which is just like a straight up like ready for the radio summer rock banger. But then a couple of tracks time you've got funeral party and I'm listening to some of the some of the synths and some of the guitar sounds you got in there, I'm like, that's like straight up corn influence. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> I mean to be fair
1: like Mike in the band he's a big big corn guy all right, okay. I'm, I'm a big Nine Inch Nails guy right um, so I mean to fair Henry as well big Nine Inch Nails guy we've all had a lot of influence on this and I guess like in a way it's definitely sort of reflected from that record we've definitely like spoke about the sounds and been like alright why don't we do this tone instead because you know this corn record was sick and we really love how this sounds kind yeah. of thing
0: So you produced the record with Mike Sapone, right? Yeah. And obviously he's very renowned for working with bands like Taking Back Sunday, but also bands like Public Enemy, I understand he's worked with before. He has worked with Public Enemy, yeah. Um, So did he have a lot of influence on the sound of the record? Uh, As much as a producer can have, I suppose? It's an interesting one really,
1: because I guess like, so we came to him with the songs, the songs were completely finished, and he just kind of helped us open them up a little bit more like instead of us being like we're just going to use this synth sound he's like a synth guy he has some crazy like he's a big like apex twin guy oh okay so he just has just these crazy synths that you've never heard of before in your life and they're all like well like just rare and expensive and whatever so we use a lot of those and stuff on it which is cool um He's just an absolute pleasure to work with. Like, mm. We couldn't have asked for a better producer for this record.
0: It looked like where you were recording. Where, whereabouts were you recording? It was over in the States, but whereabouts? Yeah, so it
1: was, um, it was a little weird town called Kong in New Jersey. Wow. And basically, it's on a lake. And at the time that we were recording... Uh, the whole lake had frozen over from like a snowstorm and stuff, and like a basically just a huge ice blizzard.
0: I, I was gonna say it looked very, very cold from the Instagram. <laughs> I know you're obviously from the north. Yeah, but it's never it, that cold though. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, what was mental? So like when we first got there for the first couple of days, there was actually a band staying in the in the band pad that is like the studio's band pad that right. like bands crash in while they record the record. And there was, so there was a band staying in there, so we ended up staying at the owner's um, like house, which was like right on the lake. And I woke up one morning and I walked downstairs and looked out the window, and there's a guy just going like 60, 70 mile an hour just on a moped. Uh, no, sorry, on a motocross bike, just okay. like just straight across the lake, just on just Fucking on the lake, hell. just absolutely crazy. That
0: sounds like something you would do exclusively in like a James Bond video game. Yeah, exactly.
1: Something. And um, it was absolutely crazy. And then. Um, a lot of fun to watch because we were actually there for pre-production earlier on um, the year before, in I think like September. Right. Okay. And um, the lake was all yeah. fine, and we like to the the actual studio and some kayaks. So I mean, Henry took out some kayaks one morning. It was like six thirty a.m. We were really jet lagged and we were just like, you know, let's just go take some some kayaks out, and see how we feel. Mm-hmm. The most serene thing I've ever done in my life. Really. Other than going to Joshua Tree, which is another story completely. But yeah,
0: no, I I've, I've only. The closest I've got to Joshua Tree is watching it in like the the Foo Fighters Sonic Highways yeah. documentary where they talk a lot about it out there. It's and a really Brandon nice Kella place. And...
1: It's definitely considered like a very spiritual place mm. right? for a lot of a lot of people. I guess like you would consider like hippies. Okay. Um, but like we we were just like I can see why they would say that because it's just so quiet. There's like nothing for miles, and it's just rocks and just like the, the sky is just yeah, open. Like you can just like, see everything. So we just. All climbed up onto this huge rock, and we all just led there for like ten minutes in complete silence, and no one said a word. And it was just like a definite highlight for my like whole year so far. Really? Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: Well, the uh, the sort of tone of the record, I wanted to talk a little bit about the almost the concept behind it, if you if you can call it a, a sort of a concept record, I suppose. very I've heard, we heard a lot of people. Just yeah, be like, is it a concept album? What well, um, is it a concept album? Would you consider it to be? No. No. I don't think so it just has uh, what would you say difference it just, it between just, having a narrative and having a concept I guess it just has a theme
1: um, whereas I think concepts definitely the songs kind of roll into each other yeah as like a scene one scene two scene three right so like for example um, do you listen to Defeater at all yeah yeah so I can't remember what the album's called It is. I think it might be Unabandoned I'm not too sure okay uh, but that like most of their albums are concept albums, right? And the whole whole way through the album it tells a story. Mm. Um, whereas with
0: ours, I just think there's just a sort of recurring theme instead. Um, yeah, and it's and it's very close to home for you, obviously. Yeah. I mean, if I if I'm sort of paraphrasing it, it's almost like a, a dystopic. Reimagining of, of your hometown, Blackpool, yeah. um, where sort of the, the crime and, and the drug use rate and what have you is sort of risen to sky high levels. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, it's definitely elevated from, from what we've
1: got. So, in, in a sense, I guess yes, it is it is concept, but it's not a right.
2: concept
0: album. Okay, I know we don't, we don't, we personally don't consider it a concept album ourselves. So. Mm. Uh, before you go, I want to talk a little bit about the UK tour you've got coming up um, because you have quite possibly the best opening band on the planet, which are Wallflower. Uh, opening the shows? No, are we not talking no,
1: I'm about No, like, I'm just saying like <laughs> that they're, they're possibly the only band in the UK that we will constantly and to no end just champion. Yeah. Because we love that band so much. Like they're easily like so we had them on our first headline tour in the UK. Like we were terrified. We had no idea what to expect, and uh, they came on and,
3: and like we were
1: just like. Oh, why? Why have we got them on our bill? They're just too good. Game, game on. <laughs> it was like we just have to like upstage this incredible band every night. <laughs> we just it, we got no chance of doing because they're just so good. Like we, we love that band to no end, and we love the as people as well. And so, a couple of them are here, actually. Weekend,
0: yeah, so. I, I think Vinny and Sam were threatening Vinny's to try around. And, Yeah, I think they are threatening to do their Weezer cover set again somewhere oh, yeah. somewhere in the campsite, yeah. after about one in the morning, which would be amazing, because it was a Brilliant last karaoke year. session
1: somewhere. I'm yeah, seeing,
0: so. uh, well, I think they may be doing Buddy Holly or something okay. there. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about the UK talkers. you get into to the, you know these big venues now like the electric ballroom are you looking forward to not having your gear absolutely wrecked by stage (laughs) divers myself included because I'm pretty sure I've accidentally fallen on your pedals once Um, (laughs) where was that joiners Southampton joiners okay Uh, with Wallflower actually um, if I can recall
1: so absolutely looking forward to that but we we've always been felt right at home with smaller venues because we're like we grew up in the DIY scene so we've, we we mm. played to nobody we played to just bands we played those really tiny floor shows which i guess a lot of bands in, in our world now have, have often like often just skipped right and they've just jumped to those big venues but we've done it all man like we've, we've slept on shitty floors we've, we've like we've done everything dirty and it's, <laughs> and it's like it's nice to kind of be at that stage now but i've definitely had people jump on my on my pedals before, which was uh, less than less than convenient. I played a show in, in Underworld once, and um, it wasn't the guy who actually stage died's fault. Um, it was a security guy. So the guy actually stage died onto the onto the stage, and the security guy threw him onto my board he snapped off one of the uh, it was like a mode selector on like a, a reverb pedal oh okay uh, so now I'm, I'm a
0: drummer so I'm just like nothing. yeah so you just like yeah, 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 <laughs> pedals
1: pedals pedals uh, basically he snapped a knob off one of my pedals right uh, which was like the integral knob of my pedal so now I just can't use it it's just gaffer taped closed so I'm just like alright I have to like dig in with like a tiny screwdriver and like select whatever I want to use and it's just stuck on that for the entire time so <laughs> it's kind of broken now I
0: I feel like I should feel
1: sympathetic
0: but then you use the phrase integral knob (laughs) it's not one that I use often (laughs) in interviews I'm here with Mark and Tom uh, from the band Glue. Now I saw you set earlier on the uh, on the Watched. Axiom stage. It was really good fun. You look Thanks like you're having that. you look like you're having the best time
4: up there. I was, oh fucking mate. Great. I was so warm tonight. We're so proud of how we played. Yeah, no no real bad fuck-ups. So we were proper up. What constitutes well, I... a real bad fuck-up and then just a uh, stick, stick drop, oh. stick snap? Forgetting what you're doing, that's pretty rare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the string snap, that's always shit. Cause we don't manage to get away with a lot at yeah. this game, which is perfect. That's yeah, fun. sometimes like, you snap, like we don't chat, and you probably saw, we don't really talk in between. Right. It's not, I don't know why, I just don't really feel comfortable like that. It's a bit dictator Like You with a mic and everyone else at normal volumes just talking at me. So if the
0: string snaps, that's a big gap. Well, you got through. Relatively incident-free, yeah. and oh, yeah. now we're enjoying some tins. Cheers. Oh, Cheers. Cheers! All on the Heinekens, Heineken, which <laughs> oh, which I've God. stuck I've stuck in I've stuck <laughs> the can in the mug. I don't know if you can see this. Um, it's staying in there. Yeah, it'll stay in there for, well, until it's empty. Then put another. And have coffee. At the same I could time. I could just decant it into the mug, but I thought I'd be a bit of a prick and just do that instead. Like yeah. uh, now. We do have a little bit of a of a sort of connection because you guys are from Littlehampton, right? Hundred percent, yeah, through and through. I used yeah, to yeah. live in Littlehampton for a little while. No way. Yeah, yeah. Pool. Road. Oh, okay. So Ooh. I used to live in a pub in Littlehampton. Shit. Um, I was, uh, no, it's not there anymore. It hasn't been there for about ten years. The Marine. No, it was the True Blue in Wick. Oh the fuck! Is that,
4: that? Down Plum Road? Yeah.
0: Uh, down on down on the main. Oh it was a flat grove. roof
4: pub, wasn't it? Like yeah. a scum one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, wasn't it? It was hot. <laughs> That's fucking dirty. Opposite the little kids park. Yeah. Well, near the kids park? I know yeah, what you yeah. mean, because everyone used to nick the lead. <laughs> oh, yeah, Carson Cors- nick loads of the lead. Don't, That's yeah. why I
0: had a lead. It's fine, it's flats yeah. now, so oh, right, nice. Yeah. Once but I lived there for now. about 18 months while my stepdad was the landlord and oh, Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting little town, isn't it?
4: Oh yeah, mate, love it. If you like charity shopping and sort of like people getting beaten up in high streets, I think it's all right. Yeah. It's like a shit version of Bogner, which is shit. True crime,
0: it's yeah. all there. Yeah, all there. It's, you could basically, you know, how they have that show Nine Nine Nine, What's Your Emergency, and they'll base it in the, the whole of the northeast or the whole of the northwest. You could have a whole episode you just in Liverpool. I mean, it, it'll, it'll <laughs> always hold a, a kind of weird place in my heart living there because it was
5: weirdly.
4: It's like it's there's something about it because you you could go like along the river and there's like really expensive flats there. Like for some reason, they're like seven hundred grand. Mm-hmm. and Who's buying them? I don't know. And then you like cut in left, and there's like someone skinning a cat or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so weird. Like, people like picking up fag butts out of ash yeah. yeah, just chopping. That happened in the way did that Someone happen. just went around chopping off the heads
0: of swans <laughs> on the river. I think what the them.
4: Yeah, oh, we're not know.
0: talking about the swan boats, are we? No, I'd I, I, I feel a bit weird if they were just swans. decapitating swan
4: boats. No, yeah. we, uh, that that's, we, that's, that's where we, we had our yeah. video on them swan boats for holiday. Holiday. We went on the swan boats. We didn't chop their heads off, but we just yeah. floated around on them. And someone who's sitting over there, Sonny Peach, right? He loved that. He filmed it, all. he had to pedal on his own. We had three
0: of us. Unlucky leg workout though, isn't it? Two, in one. Absolutely, absolutely. Never skip leg day. Just go out on a swan. <laughs> <What was
2: that? laughs> ah!
0: Yes. <laughs> great. That was the sound of Mark spitting beer everywhere. Love it. It's waste, man. You owe me that. That that's was a fluid. Temp- <laughs> yeah, I, te- t- I tell you what was always nice though. I always like, used to like going down on top. Is it West Beach? Acro- yeah. Just across from the. the oh, shit, we got a story about that. We
4: got a story about All right. West Beach. Alright, let's hear it. Basically, when I was 14, me and some mates went up there. You know, like when you're young, you wanted to start a little bonfire we did that, some bloke like, rang up the police while we were doing it.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is so bad, my dad would hate me for this. And then uh, he ran up the police. All I saw was ran, uh, ringing the police. So I fucking legged it. This fire got to like 14 square metres. And it was them. fucking huge. And it's a natural, it's like a like an exhibit. You know, like the, they're owned by like, the government. Protected. Oh yeah. Protected thing. And it literally set. Helicopters trying to find Tom. Running off through the woods. Yeah, they taught in geography at Lilam's school as well. Like what, as, a, they, as an example of like bad, bad,
0: like yeah, bad forest fire. You're a bad influence. It was bad. Did spent- you ever get found out? Until you're talking about it now. Um.
4: Yeah. The police well, picked you up. Spent the night in cells. Yeah, it's nothing much LA, innit? This
0: this all sort the of front, by the way. I'm not recording, I'm just wearing a wire. So if you could just confirm. <laughs> yeah. Thomas Harfield. Yeah. And was
4: the lighting, lighted, that, that lighter went. I ain't
0: mine. Yeah. Arsenal, <laughs> awesome, Yeah. yeah. yeah well, you go onto West Beach, like, really early in the morning on a summer's day, and me and my stepdad, I was about Five. 12, 13 at this point. Um, We'd go and build like the biggest sand fort that we could. Oh, that was relatively innocent youth, mm-hmm. considering I have lived in Littlehampton for a little bit. It is, yeah, you but do sound Literally, too uh, yeah. Uh, sand fort, pretty much the size of this tent. He like, mad? yeah, like with it. loads of uh, loads of tunnels and walkways, and basically, it's when the tide came in, it was just a challenge to try and keep it. This is fucking it, massive. Yeah,
4: that would have sold loads of like, sell tickets to that. I know, right? You could have housed some of the homeless of Littlehampton. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't have had the energy to walk across the Red
0: Bridge, though. <laughs> no chance. Build a sand stage for us, that would be great. It would yeah. just, it would end up like, you've seen the Simpsons movie, right? When Green Day are playing out on the lake. Yes. It just sinks. you just, <laughs> you're there playing violins like the uh, like the four-piece orchestra in, uh, in Titanic. Yeah, yeah, mate. As you slowly sink into West Beach. <laughs> the
4: last song. I'm impressed with that. That's a, big... That's
0: a, That's a hell a big... of an exit. That
4: is good. Yeah, it's better than
0: the exit we had today. Yeah. It's, better it's, better than, in... it's better than cheers, isn't it? What we got today? Yeah, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk about the album a little bit. A pathetic youth. Um, you know, it's it's only been what a few weeks now since you released it. Yeah. Two weeks? Um, and uh, it must feel so good to have this album so fresh and hitting the festivals with these you know if you pardon the sort of wanky phrase, sort of festival ready bangers songs like Pissheads, and yeah, getting yeah. getting the crowds out there singing i mean it's a it's an easy sing-along oh it's so easy. how does it feel to have that record sort of hot off the press and taking it to these stages
4: oh it's great it's super charmed we've always we've been waiting ages to put it out And we just want people to be able to, like, if someone likes your band and they go online and you've got, like, two songs, it's, like, very hard to immerse yourself in anything if there's, like, fuck all available, do you Mm. know what I mean? Like, if you, like, and so we just wanted to have, like, a a catalogue that people could listen to, like, because we know all the songs are similar, it's not like you're going to randomly go on one and be like, oh, fucking hell, that's weird, they were playing in, like, 7-Eleven jazz tempo, so we know, like, if you like one song, Likely it is. You're gonna be. In, you're gonna be into it. It's gonna be up your street, but yeah. it's just never there for people to be able to listen to. So it's so cool to be able to. It. It's been so long, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We had it. It was taking. How, how, how long? How long ago really did you record this? It has fast. been fast. Coming up two years in September. That's crazy. And we're too shit for that long. Yeah. We're Do you know what I mean? That we're that too level. small, we're yeah. too shit to be waiting two years, <laughs> and we're aware of that. So it's like so pointless. Like yeah, you know what I mean. If we were like David Grohl, we really, need to a secret like, acoustic album. Yeah, maybe you do all this build up. It's like what are we building up? Here's our tracks. No one knows us. No one hears yeah, no <laughs> it. Fucking should have put it out last year. At the, the latest. At least now we've pretty much got like another album's worth of tracks. Oh yeah. sweet. In, in the like, build. In waiting. But I don't know if we're gonna do an album or single.
0: I going singles to relieve does, the stress. Does that mean you've had a lot of time to reflect on the sort of the general sound of the album and how yeah. it's gone down so far, and sort of apply what you've learned to the next record?
4: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And it I seems to, the
4: that, more so. I listen to it, the more I like it, which is good. Yeah. I forgot about two of the tracks on oh, the album. Yeah, I did. But if you don't play them live, then it's quite odd, isn't it? I listened to it all the way through in order, and I was like, that's actually better than I thought. It was, and there were songs that I didn't forget about.
0: So, before you go, um, I must ask you to uh, have a go at Bitch and Brew's Bitch and Question Generator. Oh, fuck, here we go. I love um, it. Because we're at 2,000 trees. Uh, if you decide amongst yourselves, not hopefully not too much of a sibling rivalry over this or a sibling squabble. This maths I'm having it. Uh, <laughs> to pick a number between one and two thousand. And don't say six oh, six dear. six because we've had about three bands say that so far. I'm not, I'm not. I know, I
4: know,
0: i for it, it's the
4: same number. I'm gonna do the opposite of whatever you're doing. What do we have to do? What's this? Just a, pick a, pick number a number. Between one and two thousand. Oh shit no more type do I'm it. taking it. Uh, 1966. 1966.
0: 1966. Is it because football yeah, is it, yeah. coming home? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, we didn't what? say win. No. That's <laughs> Um If you could grow anything on trees, because we are surrounded by quite a lot of them, yeah. what would you grow?
4: Hair. Because mine's fucking falling out.
0: <laughs>
4: Hair. A la beach, Nightmare. Oh, mate. <laughs> Beard, beard hair, a little bit, Yeah. back of the skull Spectre. hair, medium growth. That's what I throw. Well,
0: oh, there you go. No more money. Mark and Tom, thank you very much for joining me on Bitchin' Brew. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers mate.
4: Oi. I'm getting a mug now.
0: Of Verdun, uh, Chantal, Zell and Lindsay. Welcome to Bitchin Brew and uh, welcome to Two Thousand Trees. Did you did you just get here this morning? Um,
6: we arrived last
0: night. Lindsay just arrived. I just got here five minutes ago. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bit... You're still soaking in all the. Uh, <laughs> is, it, is it Verdun's first time at Two Thousand Trees, or have you been yeah, here before? Yeah. Right. Awesome. Time
5: zone, uh, a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I think I overheard. You're heading off to another gig. No, that's so, a lie. I'm going to I'm just going to Love Bucks
5: Festival. <laughs> I only brought my tickets, so I'm like,
0: I'm not. Yeah, I'm just just going. I'm not performing. Oh no, 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 but you're go- is it childish Gambino tonight? Yeah, I oh, believe my. so. That's gonna be It's
5: gonna be epic.
0: That's like, gonna be incredible. I mean that's okay. fine. I would I would I love 2000 trees, but you <laughs> yeah. know, maybe they should put Gambino next yeah. year. <laughs> Can you a imagine? That'd be amazing. Slot. Yeah, oh, like a secret I, slot in the tent. Yeah. Place will go nuts for it. Oh, <laughs> Can right. you imagine? Festivals and need to have more secret appearances. I
5: think. Yeah. That'd be great.
0: Secret appearances are great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. I think the people who went to. I, I mean, I'm not particularly a fan of that genre uh, that it covers, but people who went to Wireless Festival last yeah, weekend. Drake. They got Drake instead uh. of DJ Khaled. And um, um, look, DJ Khaled pulled out because of travel issues. Where really he was just on holiday with his family. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was awful and so it was like... of people sold their
6: tickets. They yeah, didn't and, and,
0: the and they were probably the regretting it because Drake was the replacement. It's I like, hate Drake,
5: just but yeah, you know, I'm yeah.
0: sure I <laughs> So I wanted to talk about Ascend. It's out September 7th and it's a brilliant album. I honestly don't Thank think it. I've heard an album with so much cowbell in it. Honestly, yeah. as, a, as, a, as a fellow drummer, Love the cowbell. Since
6: the day led anyway. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the kind of sort of research process into sort of the rhythmic patterns and, and the percussion uh, in general for this record?
6: Um, so it was actually a lot more involved this time. The, when we wrote the first album, it was just a general kind of inspiration for I mean, I knew like the various patterns and stuff that I used, from, like the subgro, <laughs> subgro, and uh, like bossing over and that kind of thing.
7: Yeah.
6: But, um, actually researched like different regions of like, Africa and like, right, South okay. America and like, different rhythms specific to those areas yeah. and they used them within the songs. Yep. And percussion, it was great because Sharf got, um, she's done backing for a video sound machine. Yeah. Oh wow. So yeah. she got the
5: percussionist Anselmo, who's great. Like, yeah. Like the, the percussionist yeah. on the whole album, so that really helps, I think. Yeah, he's, he's super amazing. He's, he's called uh, The Little Animal. Animal. He's small animals because he's just such a nutty, aggressive, firecracker kind of person. Yeah, mate. high energy, and yeah. Super high energy. And then, um, so the baby the are there recording their second album, so I've been doing lots of singing. So wow
0: that's awesome can we steal you <laughs> well you've got your fair share of guest appearances on this album I suppose yeah uh, was, was it quite weird bringing your, your mum into the studio to do a bit of spoken word <laughs>
5: it wasn't into your bedroom studio <laughs> yeah. I went to hers I've got a little Edda roll and uh, So I just kind of went over to her, and she took forever, considering that she's used to this, but it's been a while. Right. She took forever (laughs) to like just get the phrasing right. Right. Okay. So that was quite funny. Mm. Um, But yeah, no, that was great, and I just it it never really occurred to me to get her to sing on the album. So maybe the next one I will, because she's got a fantastic, rich soulful voice, and Yeah,
0: absolutely.
5: So that was quite nice actually, quite enjoyable. And I think we're going to get her on for the London show. Actually.
0: Oh we're, oh yeah, well of course, yeah. you are going on tour around the album. Is it? Is it the, the sort of biggest tour that you've done yet, I suppose? No.
5: <laughs> <laughs> we're still pulling pieces together, um, so we've got all these sort of plans and people to sort of come and board for the London one, and then we sort of decided to expand it. So we're still still picking up shows. Mm. Um, it's not the most extensive tour that we've ever done, but it, it will be, I think we're going to sort of bring in more elements and have some kind of key shows with some key people, and yeah. get to Bristol.
0: I saw him yesterday doing yeah. his thing on the main stage. Yeah,
5: we, we
0: got down too late. We missed them. All they, they were, they, they killed it. Uh, they, always yeah, they, they always do. They always su- do. Such a fun festival band. Yeah. Or anywhere they go, put them on yeah. the stage, you'll have fun, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I was very intrigued to see. Uh, with the recording of this album, uh, it was a longer recording process. But, but literally, instead of three days, it was five days. Yeah. Is that is that, <laughs> is that correct? Yeah, it was five, plus a couple of
5: days in mixing.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. How do you manage that when you think about bands being in the studio for weeks and weeks and weeks, cramming it all into five days? Do you feel like you kind of thrive off of being sort of intensely hyper productive?
6: We just work really hard
0: beforehand. Sure, right? Yeah. yeah. we? Well. Yeah, before we actually got into the studio, so we knew what we wanted, what kind of extra
7: parts we were looking to add on, and it was mm. when you got five days, you just have to be efficient. Yeah, so, yeah.
6: so it was a lot of time. Like, Vince spent pretty much the whole summer sweating in our rehearsal room, like, just going over the parts. i brutal this time because I think the first time we tried the songs, and they were as they were, you know, not many tweaks. Mm. But this time we're like, actually, this song doesn't really need that section, let's get rid of it. Like, yeah. You know? And just like really well rehearsed. I
0: suppose that sense of urgency as well almost almost adds to the sort of uh, quite primal nature of the album, I suppose, yeah. sonically. Yeah,
6: I mean, funny enough, we were supposed to record with Tom Daggerty, but he ended up. We recorded two tracks of <laughs> yeah. So Spirits Pass, and released the video, it was actually the Tom version. Right. And then he ended up uh, being put up in the studio
0: recording Ghost. So was like. Oh, <laughs> right, guys, okay. Yeah, as, yeah. As, as you do, <laughs> you know. So um, he, he ghosted us.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 We had the, the how, how, how long have you been waiting to say that on the record? Yeah. Right? <laughs> it a few i yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
6: so, yeah. It's um, quite proud of you. Yeah, them. for the single we had this like really fancy studio in Wiltshire and it was like really, you know, it was nice great. and yeah, was really all that outside. And then for the actual album when we went to record it, it was like Sam threader was great. So we were it in the Christmas, <laughs> but it's literally a tiny attic yeah. in his parents' house. <laughs> wow. And it's just like as well, so there's yeah. just stuff everywhere.
0: Uh, like, yeah. so it's a very different vibe. But I think yeah, kind of more DIY and uh, That's pretty uh, cool. It. Um, uh, Chantal, I wanted to ask a little bit about. I was reading into the sort of inspiration behind some of the tracks. Yeah. And uh, you know, without I, I'm not necessarily a, a political person, but obviously the, the final track on the album is is very much inspired by uh, by your grandmother. Yeah, um, and uh, you obviously learnt a lot about her history. Growing up. Is it in Virginia she grew up? Yeah, she was, right. she
5: was born and raised in Virginia. She lived at 105, and so my, my parents are American, I'm American. Right. So I went back over a year before she passed, but before then it'd been 10 years before I'd seen her.
2: Mm.
5: And she's still funny and still crazy, and still had her wits about her and stuff like that, eyesight was failing. But um, I got more history from her, and my auntie, that was just when we were driving through all the families in and around the area. Just a sense of the history of the time that they sort of lived in, um, like they had a school literally across the road that they couldn't go to.
0: I'm not the one to speak particularly politically, um, but is it is it quite alarming to see almost some of the historical themes that are covered on this record almost kind of repeating themselves now?
5: That's that's what a lot of the album is about. It's about sort of trying to rise about how much it, which is why it's called getting a, a higher sense of self and trying to rise above all the crazy BS that's happening now and it does it is crazy that you have to pinch yourself sometimes and realise that oh we're still here you know like we haven't actually gone past it. All the things that because we live in this kind of like little city of London which is, is hugely eclectic and and uh, you know all cultures in the world live in London. You kind of get locked in this kind of little prism of your own world and then you hear Brexit and you hear Trump and you're like, wow. This, I'm
0: kind of glad we're here stuff on, stuff on the weekend here. that Trump is visiting. Like, <laughs> yeah. I got away. I live yeah. in Portsmouth and he was allegedly meant to be visiting Portsmouth because obviously the Royal Navy is based down there. So I was like, i got to get away. Okay, like, yeah. I, I'm not getting, <laughs> not, um, not, I don't want to be anywhere near that. No. You know? If you weren't here, it would definitely be the protest, with yeah. Trump
6: baby. Oh, yeah. over. Oh, it's
0: so <laughs> glorious when I saw that oh, and I was, no. <laughs> Um, now,
2: humor.
6: Yeah. now
0: now before you go I must uh, I must ask uh, if you will uh, have a go at bitch and bru bitching question generator uh, obviously we're here at 2000 trees so uh, if you wanna if, if one of you wants to nominate yourselves to pick a number between one and two thousand Lindsay 666. Six, 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 oh, um,
2: <laughs>
0: you're not the first one to say that, but. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll go for 73 then. Mix it up. <laughs> no, 69. 666.
5: 666? Six, six. Six, six, six? Six.
0: Should we go for 666? Six, yeah, six, six, six? No. Right. Um, If animals could talk, which species do you think would be the rudest? Hi, folks, just wanted to drop in with a reminder that if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to Bitch and Brew on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Acast. Uh, there's a link in the bio for this episode to do so if you've already subscribed. Then that's awesome. Thank you so much. And if you're enjoying this episode or any other episode that I put out, uh, then I'd very much appreciate a uh, a positive review on Apple Podcasts or um you know a link to the podcast in your social media. Any help you can give me in you know getting this out there into the big wide world means means more to me than I could ever explain. Bitchin Brew is done with literally no advertising budget. It's all kind of organic um, All done through word of mouth. So any help you can give me uh, in in sharing bitch and brew with your friends with your loved ones uh, Yeah, it'd be it'd be appreciated more than I can more than I can put into words um, I would also encourage you to go and follow or like bitch and brew on Facebook or fo- you know follow me on Twitter uh, Instagram again all links to go and do that are in the description um, I'm going to stop disrupting your listening experience now and crack on with more chats from 2000 Trees. Uh, you've already heard from Vadoon and from Glue uh, and from Boston Manor as well. So stay tuned uh, as we'll be checking in with the Dirty Nil for an unforgettable fun time. Um, but first we're going to check in with three Scottish lads who are known collectively as Father Son.
8: I'm making waves with the girl down the street she Tells me secrets I don't think I can keep. She's got a brother in the big house, bigger ideas than me. I'm making waves with the girl down the street. Goodbye, say what?
0: I'm here with all three members of Father Son right now. Guys, you
9: just got off the main stage. How are you feeling? Amazing. a little sweaty. Very, I'd go very. I'd feel as high as it is. That? Are you looking yeah. as well? Yeah. A vision I'm Pico not sweating, I think heavy. so. Yeah, you, see that, it's
0: fantastic, it's a great
8: outfit.
9: Yeah, it's cohort season, so
8: you've got to, like, coordinate top bottom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a coordinate top-bottom. Yeah. Very spring source of <laughs> <TV>. <laughs> 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 Um,
0: it, it's very good to see that you're growing the beard back as well because last time I saw you it was the Mallory Knox tour, yeah, no, and, you, it shaved it and you shaved it off because you were in Portsmouth, which is where I'm based, and uh, it's because you
9: got you're just too hot for yeah, the beard. Yeah, like bored and warm, and it was been on like, tour for two months. It just seems like quite a fun thing to do. You kind yeah, of start just, to lose your mind <laughs> when you go away from. It's that me all. that I
8: was trying to like pull off some sort of like. Um, Gangs in New York type uh, mustache, mutton chop thing going on. Right. And I just had to get rid of it after the check because I looked like a mental case. I think I'm going to go for like, I'm maybe going to try and grow the Scott Ian
0: from Anthrax.
8: Just like. <laughs> just like two s- big tubes straight yeah. down. <laughs> yeah,
0: just straight down, just the chin, just the goatee. I think that'll take you about three years. Yeah. And they've the end of it red. It's a long, it's a long term goal but I think you should <laughs> <do that. laughs> I, 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 I think, mean, think It's fine. Like, we could see you in 2003 next year and you're. I'm it like full on, yeah, yeah. I, I believe that. Or like Nick Oferman when he like grows a grows a full yeah, beard. Yeah,
8: just, I don't understand how that works. I'd love
0: to be able to master the Ron Swanson mustache. Oh man, a
7: strong <laughs> everyone does. It I is I think
8: people are only blessed with good mustaches. I don't think you can try and grow one. I don't even think Mark here I has. Think, one I feel like if I just shaved that into mustache, yeah, I'd have an incredible mustache.
7: Yeah. No. I'm really clutching um, at straws. Yeah, yeah. I,
9: you're, <laughs> a, you're a fine speckle. Yeah, have a fine moustache, it, nothing great. So it's not the first time you've been in 2000 Trees, so is it your first time on the main stage though? Yes, yeah, it is. It's only our second time, second time in 2003. played a few a few years ago, after we released our first album. Right. And between the first album and second album, yeah. so 2015. Yeah, because we were 15. just getting ready to, I think we I think recorded, we just done that, changed changed the
8: character, yeah. and then... Done so fine, done a bunch of stuff, and then you came did this that, summer, and then went away and recorded the next I album. Yeah. But by, by the time it's coming around to this, do you think that uh, you know Father Son as a band have kind
0: of been able to, you've been able to prepare yourselves for the bigger stages now?
9: We've had a little bit more practice at it definitely, and we've also just during our time like writing the album, we also spent quite a lot of time just getting ourselves like everything ready so that you can yeah. jump on and do a main stage thing. Like, mm. It's easier when you're when you're doing your th- when you're on album three. Got a song out from that. It's not easy to do like a big festival set in that way because you've got lots of songs. I mean, yeah, to the you've back got all the
8: ones yeah. that have went well for the previous couple of years and go like, go. And if you only play for half an hour, forty minutes, you can just shut and play the so yeah. hits. Yeah. Was the was the turning point that set at
0: um, a ten? Uh, I I wasn't there obviously, but yeah. tea in the park in two thousand fourteen. Yeah. The King Tut stage. I mean. Yeah. For me, that was just like seeing that on BBC
9: iPlayer or whatever. and it Was I think such a
0: uh, was
9: that such a pivotal moment? That for the definitely. Band? I think that was a moment where things kind of switched a bit because we, we got like the day after we played that show, because it'd been on the telly and it was all online. we like people in America, like agents and stuff, like messaging us, like people that we work with now. Uh, email just going, "Oh, I saw that," and I think that was like quite a special, yeah, good show moment.
8: That changed their lives, to be perfectly honest with you, because it took us from like being. <laughs> In fact, do you know what, I think we were in with it with a fair amount of like, cocky headiness, just being like, this is going to be great, and then a little bit unassured in the morning, and then when it actually worked out and it was great, we were just like, right, we know we can do this and we're ready to do this, so let's just keep heading down that direction. And it, yeah, I think it gave us the confidence at that time in our career playing together, to be like, if this only gets better from here, we're going to be in good stead. And I suppose
0: now it's quite excitingly the start of the, the cycle now for yep. some of all your parts, Yep. which now I'm, I'm really really excited to hear. Um, coming out of the sort of the open book cycle, what did you feel like you wanted to, uh, you know, keep from that album creatively, or kind of uh, what kind of new elements do you feel like you wanted to bring to it? What did you want to change? I, I think like you can't help but draw on your
7: last album's influences, like subconsciously almost it's not like we, we when we started to write uh, this new record we we sort of we we toured quite a lot on uh, on open book and we sort of managed to get ourselves a studio and just sort of lock ourselves away and, and then just really break down what our what what the three of us wanted to be as a band and like sort of re-examine the music that we were making not too like just, 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 try and push it into this next realm that we want to be. So, like, obviously, like our first album and our second album, well, you can't help but be influenced by those things because you know what's worked from, them and you've been playing those songs for the past two years, like pretty much every single night. So, like, we 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 drew a lot of influence from that, and then we, we actually ended up playing. We did. We ended up doing two shows um, in Glasgow where we played both the albums in full, just to. Re, just to sort of re examine what, what those albums were and how they like the sort of, how they flowed so that yeah. when we came to make the sum of all your parts like it it kind of made sense with everything else at the same time. It was it was like it was a weird sort of like introspective look at our albums and, and what this next album's gonna be. Yeah we, and only,
9: we basically kinda of sidestepped back. Then. I think we went back to kind of like make your first album that we like, did an Island, you do it was before anyone cares about the band, so you kind of just start a little bit more, it's the same with every band, yeah. a little bit more free with it, and uh, I think we kind of went back for this record and took a step in a different direction, but from the same point, so it's like, not a different band, but uh, it's, the songs looked that differently, the whole putting together of it was, uh, it was just a lovely experience. Yeah.
7: Making Waves is, is a really good indicator oh, man, of, it's of, so of what it's to expect from.
8: thanks man, thank, thank you. you. I think it is the bridge between what we've done before and what we're about to do. Thing we kind of went into with the mindset we had when we did the first album of going like let's just make music we think is cool like that's all that really matters because if we make music that we think is going to make us successful it won't make us successful because people can see through the bullshit and then no one really cares so we're just like three of us are playing this band since we we boys let's go back in and like fall in love with music again and make music and that's what we did, and this, that's yeah. the result of that. Awesome! I'm very much looking forward to hearing the album
0: um, now. You are, technically, my last interview of the whole weekend. Thank you, yeah. yeah, there we go. Uh, and I've been doing this thing with these bands, uh, every band that I've been chatting to, uh, called Bitchin' Breeze Bitchin' Question Generator. <laughs> but everyone's basically just been picking either 69 or 666. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what people do. So, if we've got the time, I think we're going to quick fire through all of the questions that I haven't been able to ask this weekend. <laughs> Shall I mean, we go for it? Alright, yeah, shall we start with... I'll, I'll, I'll go to each of you per question, alright? Okay, cool. Right, so Ross, no, was, we'll, was we'll, start, we'll start with uh, Ross, and if you could assume the role of a movie super-villain, who would you choose?
8: Uh, I would choose um, Willem Dafoe's character in that Spider-Man film where he's the mad oh, guy on wicked, the... Oh, yeah, yeah, Green Goblin. I'm a bit of a scientist myself. Yeah, that guy.
0: I'd be him. <laughs> Greg, what is your favourite flavour of Dorito? Oh, tangy cheese.
7: No no uh, no uh, you
9: meant
0: killer. Mean. Original, okay. come on. No it's not, it's, it's thank a, you geez. it's killer, Cool original Come oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, right. oh, uh, a it's killer. of Yeah, little bit of a little
9: bit
0: of a Killer original. of a little bit 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 of a a ten-inch long belly little that swayed to music, or accordions <laughs> for legs? <laughs>
9: <laughs> the belly button, it the belly sways button. to music,
0: <laughs> like, a like, a like a pendulum, a like a pendulum. Oh, oh my god, that's shallow hell, <laughs> and he's got little.
7: <laughs> <weed laughs> <out there.
9: laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go belly
0: button. Okay. Oh, like, Accordion legs. <laughs> <relax. Yeah, that laughs> right. Okay, I love it. All right, back to Ross. If you could change one of your bandmates' name by deed pole yep. what would you change it to? I changed Mark's name to Jumbo. <laughs>
8: <laughs> is, is there is there uh, uh... <laughs> one said he would do it for ten thousand pounds, and I just got him jumping for a year. That's still enough money to That <laughs> uh,
0: sounds good. Greg, um, what is your go-to karaoke song?
7: Oh, um, uh, when uh, uh, what's the Celine Dion one? It's, it's, it's uh, all coming back. It's all coming back, back to me back now. Back right. Okay. By Celine Dion. Oh, there we go. I that's obviously it. know it well. Maybe, we <laughs> do, maybe you can do that tonight. The rock karaoke. I yes. still need yeah. the, <laughs> yeah. the unabridged eight minute version. Yeah, yeah. I will be fucking
0: Alright, Mark, what is the most disgusting thing you've ever drunk? am oh. brew, oh. sorry.
9: That's. Over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most disgusting thing I've ever drunk is remember that coconut? Was it coconut? No, was it? No, no. Was that thing in that Asian supermarket?
7: Oh, the, oh, the that weird sugar, cane, sugar cane sugar juice. juice. Yeah.
9: that's
0: Oh, okay. Sounds horrible. Yeah, it's it's real bad. It was in a can, but you couldn't drink it. <laughs> um, Ross, if animals could talk, which
8: species would be the rudest? Uh, I actually think that uh, hyenas would be the richest. Yeah, they'd be dicks. Yeah, I think they'd just be like, nah, fine. And they'd do that weird laughing at you. They're laughing at you anyway. <laughs> what? So this is gonna be Mufasa! How's it going, man? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't laugh at you because new yeah. travels a pack. Right, we've got three more. Okay. Uh, Greg, what kind
0: of cult are you most likely to accidentally join? Cult? <laughs> um, oh, God. Um, I would maybe
7: jo- join a Celine Dion co <laughs> I don't know I, d- I mean she seems really nice and I could probably want to learn more about her yeah, they've, got they've,
0: got, they've got me they've got me right Mark here's going to be a good one uh, what is the most imaginative insult you can come up with right on the spot right now
9: I don't know Hey. I-
8: me, tell me if you want, tell, uh, give
9: me Come on so Jumbo. <laughs>
8: what? Come on Jumbo. Can Come I swear? On, I I go.
9: Yeah, of course you can. Uh, I don't know. I was calling someone a walloper earlier. And a uh, that's a, good a pretty good one. So a that, walloper? I, a walloper, yeah. It's like a big booby. <laughs> it's just it's like, like, like no, I'm I'm a massive a walloper. walloper, walloper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I suppose you can answer the final one collectively. Uh, which terrible 90s pop artist would you unashamedly collaborate with? Len. Len! Len. Stool, my, stool my Sunshine. sunshine. Yeah.
7: Yes! 100% I would do I would do something with Len. That, well done.
8: Yeah. Uh, I would do Desiree. <laughs> I'd like to do uh, ju- I don't, <laughs> know do I don't do like
10: Desiree.
8: my 90s music. No, Desiree. Uh, Saskatchewan. There we go. I think you would like... Um, oh. Jumbo Wumba. Jumbo Wumba. Jumbo Wumba. Jumbo <laughs> Wumba. <Jumbo-wumba>. Jumbo. Jumbo. <laughs>
0: This is the one that you've all been waiting for. Uh, I'm here with Luke and Ross from the Daily Nil, and, Kyle. and Car- well, Carl's not here yet. The ghost of Kyle. The ghost of Kyle. He's he's uh, excused yeah. himself for a moment. He'll be back in a minute. Could you could you
10: do us like a massive favour and and when you see him just call him Crimple, Crimple, yes. yeah. Crimple. Okay, you've got it. It's, his, it's a term of endearment he really likes it he's gonna laugh when you say it but uh, is he gonna he, punch me in the face no <laughs> he, he coined no. himself that yeah okay yeah. Like, yeah
3: it's his inner spirit
10: it's his inner spirit it's it's it's, it's the it's the being he aspires would, to be. would you say it
3: fuels the band I would say it is yeah <laughs> it's the it's the, the crimple stuff
0: and the band yeah. it, is, it is it's a sustaining energy yeah, yeah. alright so crimple yeah. yeah. is how I have to exclusively <laughs> refer to him Oh, they're crimple! R- all full of shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> We're just... Uh, oh, I don't crim- crimple. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I was really hungover in New York City, and someone was
3: like,
8: what would you name yourself? And I was like,
10: crimple. He said 7Ks, and then he said crimple. Oh, okay. He, he... And it is a com... It's an amalgamation of Christ and dimple. It's a heart. Because you see, he's got a, one amazing dimple, and then one kind of like... Yeah. I'm not gonna say withered dimple, but like a, like a dimple that's just like it's yearning that's to break growing through. over time, yeah.
3: and it, it's and, gaining momentum. And the underdog dimple. And uh, yeah. fans the of the dimplet. fans of the podcast, you the may podcast. think it starts with a K. The podcast we're on, Cripple. Uh, you might think that it's a <laughs> solid K, but no, it's two Ks with a silent K. Okay. It's a soft, two silent Ks, Ks with a strong ch. So listen. I don't know what's talking about <laughs> What's talking about? <laughs> but Carry on <laughs> Danny, continue
0: Well, I wanted to start by saying Happy birthday Oh,
3: oh! Danny,
10: cheers There we go The way it should be Spring
0: <laughs> load There we go, can of Heineken Fucking cheers, boys I'm gonna do it, Done. It's a rough there we go. Amsterdam's
10: finest in the house There we go Cheers, mate I love no, that you have yeah. it
3: in a mug
0: I love you it. You got a can and a mug. Fans of the it podcast. Is the most there
9: is there's a, a
3: strong strong vibe here. You are bitching brew. Bitch. Or, I thought it said pitching now. But you're a bitch. Nothing beats bitch a and brew. And I agree.
0: Yeah, it is a bitch the What's brew. it say on the other
3: side? Uh, nothing beats a
0: brew. I guess nothing beats a brew. Well, because it can be brew or brewski, you know. Yeah, As, yeah. it, uh, until recently, it was a little bit too hot to bring like yeah. the tea caddy and the kettle out and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, my, my my first question that I had written down is, uh, what, why a Subway sandwich is so good in Canada yet yeah, so shitty in the what UK? Sorry? Subway. Wow. Oh, I, I don't, don't know. know. I've never had
3: Subway. You here.
10: know what? Here's the deal. Right. Th- here's my theory Tell having me. never tried a UK Subway sandwich but here's my theory I think that you guys in Europe have stricter laws when it comes to putting poison in your food you guys don't allow as much and in North America we have absolutely like it's like cyanide tinged shit that we eat so In North America, we have, like, the bread of Subway has a chemical that's found in yoga mats to make it rise when they bake them. (laughs) I'm not fucking kidding. You guys can look this up. We're eating yoga mats in, like, year-old And so it's that that richness that you get from the fucking yoga mat bread that is... That's the fluffiness. It's (laughs) it's fluffy, it's fresh, it's risen.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, like Crimple said, uh, dare I say... You reach a higher namaste uh, with Subway, um, and uh, I personally know John Subway. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. John's uh, the obviously the, the, the owner of the, the owner of, of so Subway. You, Do not speak of the former uh, uh, spokesperson. It's, it's actually Subway. Subway. So Sorry, it's John Subway. Right. Uh, he, like he, double
4: Barrel.
0: Right? Subway. Subway.
3: <laughs> it's, <a, laughs> yeah. it's a silent. It's a silent Eight, Z. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, he. Uh, it's from the he, he is a, a very nice person. Uh, he he does not support Jared anymore. Uh, I think Jared is a terrible human being. Um Oh yeah. That being the said, name we don't speak. We don't yeah, we don't talk about Jared. Yeah. Uh, In fact, we call him Jared now. Uh, yeah. subway is uh, I, I I highly support it You can't get more bang
10: for your buck when it comes to fast food Let's be yeah, real You get though, barbecue right? rip, you get barbecue sauce and mayonnaise And you fuck that shit rip. Yeah,
3: It caused my early obesity um, I conquered yeah. it I conquered it uh, But uh, as, I, as I should um, But uh, Yeah, when I was uh, early age, Ross uh, Before I reached my rock pinnacle uh, I was eating Subway like six times a day Like Jared And uh, yeah. somehow hey,
10: you weren't losing weight i wasn't losing weight i was to kidding. Correct. to correct
3: their slogan subway eat the flesh of an animal you love yeah there we go and there we go
10: <laughs> subway eat flesh i feel yeah. that
0: we <laughs> i feel that we've uh... <laughs> We've conquered that question. Yeah. Uh, look, you guys had such a... I'm absolutely drenched in beer after your set. Oh? I was, oh, just, yeah, I was, sure, I was just having the best time. Did you get with, in the row? We did get in... I did get in, did the, get row. in the row. Did you get oh. in the row? you got in the row. You are in the row! Yeah. You're part Cheers. of the team. Bless I was, you. I was like... Oh, God you
3: bless you. You do well at the Olympics next year. Oh, thank
0: you very much. Whenever
3: they happen. <laughs> Summer Olympics, rowing team, dragon boat.
0: <laughs> I was stone colding some beers, just smashing the cans together. Stone-cold oh, you to were 360? Yeah. Yeah. You
3: weren't fucking
0: around. You weren't mucking about. No. And... Uh, and how's your birthday been so far, Luke? This
10: is one of the best birthdays I've ever had so far. The day is young. Uh, is it? I ate um, meat waves, and I was like, I, I mean, love that band. Look, I got to smoke a joint on stage that I was passed by Jesus Christ,
0: literally yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. passed yeah. me a joint and
10: him. while they sang "Happy Birthday" to me. I mean,
0: how and, and all can all the guy people who had never seen you before went okay. "Happy Birthday, dear"? Luke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: What's everybody saying? <laughs> Honestly, like if they don't know Luke's name by now, it's just, it's a. It's your travesty really travesty. a travesty. Yeah. I mean,
10: uh, I am a I am a macabre fellow, and I enjoy a little bit of rain. So the conditions were perfect mm. for my birthday. Uh, I had my Jack Daniels on my amp which I've never done before but I was like you know what let's fucking do it, so do it. If I'm gonna? what's the worst that could happen what's the
0: worst could happen I mean you could have a blown up amp
10: you could have a blown up yeah. amp but it's back line, so, cheers. There
0: so we go. cheers 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 Cheers. Cheers. Um, cheers. if I'm gonna
3: like uh, give an order of the best frontmen men of all time I'm gonna start from the beginning okay top three uh, Presley. I'm gonna go okay top five Elvis Presley uh is this in
0: ascending or descending order? Descend,
3: so this is five starting from five no from so ascending order, order. uh Just five to, like, uh Elvis Presley number four uh Fred Durst number three <laughs> yeah. number James three Seinfeld. number three James Hennel number two uh uh Mick Jagger number one Luke Bentham Woo! so there we go uh, uh it's uh it it, it And if you don't know that, then you're a bloody idiot at this point. So if you don't know Luke's name when you're chanting his birthday, oh God,
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. catch up. You gotta gotta go to school. Yeah. (laughs) Classes and such. All right.
0: I'm I'm really excited to talk about Master Volume because uh, I haven't heard it yet and I can't wait. It's out September 14th. Um, How would you say your approach to songwriting has changed since Higher Power? A lot more death, a lot more glory. A lot more,
10: uh, I don't know, we, this time, I think, we practiced so fast. Fucking much! It's ridiculous. I mean, majority of that time we were trying to learn how to play break stuff. But oh yeah, yeah.
0: As as you do, as, you, should, do. as you do, as you I'm play do. I'm doing that at the karaoke later. Are you sure. actually? Yeah. Oh, okay. where you going? Hey? There's this karaoke tonight. Really? Hey, I'll I'll do, are you ready to do it? I'll do breaks. I'll stop. stay. I'll right. stay if you do. If it. If you do yeah. like the backup vocals, yeah. You come back on that. Oh, Give, oh, Give me something to break. If you come out on that, you're I will jive
10: with you, brother. I will jive with you. We um we we certainly as yeah, you can tell we have absolutely zero genre boundaries okay and we were out to essentially steal from the best and um, take from the poor. take from the <laughs> <laughs> I just kidding. uh yes we are kind of out to troll uh people in in admittedly so i mean I think that um, when it comes to these hard lines in the of you can't do this because you're this genre, and you have to do this because you're... We really, lo- our mission is kind of somewhat to piss those people off, right? because rock and roll is one big uh, shebang. You've, you've just got to embrace all of the things, mm. right? Like anything that rips, it doesn't matter if it's... If it's a uh, fly by Sugar Ray or out of step by Minor Dude. Threat, it all rips, mate. My like own worst f-
3: enemy, Lit. Yeah. You fuck with Lit, oh, yeah. and you can, you can fuck you with us. You gotta, gotta, gotta got fuck with go at all. And uh. I mean, Cruise by Florida Georgia Line <laughs> it's, it's a incredible song Changed my life You can't really. even get it out With
0: this read <laughs> who, who sang Life is a Highway oh, That's Tom Cochran yeah. Tom Cochran yeah. Right okay It's it almost it's cruise. My
10: godfather Played in his backing band You're joking No I'm not So they were called Bear Mother In the late 60s Early 70s and they transitioned into becoming he left went to law school and fucking got a, got a real career a genius yeah, yeah. and uh, the rest of them um, amazing musicians but they became Red Rider, and uh, still don't understand that name but they became Tom's backing band and that's uh, who they did like Life is a Highway with yeah.
0: that's awesome so, so it's very close to your heart very
10: hard. close same guy who saw the Bitches Brew Tour Miles Davis so he was in that band and he, he, he left to go to law school, it's fucking crazy. But um, I mean, massive volume. We we embraced. Like I mean, we we toured with uh, Flag, who is the uh, original, most mostly basically the original lineup of uh, is it, Black Flag. Is that
0: Keith Morris, Keith yeah. Morris, yeah, yeah.
10: Dés Kadena You've got. Stefan Egerton on guitar mm-hmm. sentence you got Bill Stevenson on drums yeah. right. and you got Chuck Dikowski on bass Chuck D. They, Chuck D Chuck D so you can't really go wrong and we watch them every night and, we're, and we basically stole all of their moves and put them into one song it's called Please Please Me uh, oh,
0: after the Beatles Paul yeah.
10: uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. McCartney you're welcome but yeah. uh, we just don't believe in any kind of like borders at all I know that sounds like kind of fucking like uh, cheesy and shit but like we are out to piss on everything that is sacred and have a good time doing so and get some booty shaken, you know
0: well I'm sure the booties will be shaken a plenty I'm highly
10: confident uh, that i the case.
0: now before you go I must uh, ask if your take on uh, Bitch and Brew's bitching question generator. Yes. Um, because we're here at 2000 Trees, uh, if you want to decide between uh, the three of you, a number between 1 and 2000. 666. Oh, six, two, six. oh, everyone's done fuck. that. Uh, fuck! Fuck! 69. Okay,
10: wait, 1251.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that 1251. song. 1251. It's a good song. It's, it's a great a fucking great song. Uh, great album. All right, it, it's, it's, it's quite a philosophical question, actually. It's if good. you were to eat yourself, Yeah? would you become twice as big? Or just disappear entirely.
3: Uh, I feel like you would, you would, you would become a black hole. You'd be like a vacuum of yourself. You would, you know, like when you suck up noodles, but it would be your body, and then you would just have a lip slap. Mm. What do you think, Ross? If I was to eat myself, would I get bigger or disappear entirely? Yeah. Well, you would become purer. I wouldn't want to do that to the world by disappearing. Uh, yeah. So I would, I would probably just become bigger, but. Yeah. I I can't imagine that either. I'd argue that you could become infinitely repeating. And that is the... That's really the Philosopher's Stone, is self-cannibalism. We'd
10: like to plug now our uh, Pain of Infinity single, uh, which is about eating yourself, and
3: uh, all of the uh, trials that come along with it.
10: Infinite pain, but infinite
3: joy. Yeah, like... Yeah, because I could taste better than yourself. If I was to eat
10: myself right now, yourself, I guess I would. not taste great. I would be of equal mass because I feel that's a trick question. All right. Um, but I would also have a lot of. I would have a lot of metal in my tummy because I'm wearing the greatest shirt it ever made. It is so.
0: It's like, it's incredible. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, very, uh, it's very. It's very cool, Stanley. Almost. I'm a fucking Ace Freely fan till the
10: day I die. Uh, I, I yeah. also love like first wave British heavy metal. I, but I also love pissing off the punkers. So,
0: I mean, and uh, I, I'm pissing off airport security. Yeah, like, yeah.
10: Oh, I fucking I had to pull it out. Uh we did these we've been just flying like non-stop the last That's few fun, weeks. Now. Got this fucking flight out of LA and we got I uh, had to go through a metal detector. I saw it go through. Immediately, eyes fucking like lit up. Just no more eye- eyelids anymore. Just like so, I got pulled aside. I'm like, okay. Uh, and I was like, late for my play, obviously, because I'm a fucking asshole. And uh, they they pull out my backpack, and this young lady pulls the shirt out. She's like, what the hell is this? And I'm like, this your future, is baby. the future. I was about to say, this is the future. Maybe. Okay? So, the-, the future
3: of everything. The we future of everything. We are the future of culture. Western so, culture. So to go back to your, Eastern. To your question about eating yeah. yourself. Right, if yeah. I ate myself, I would duplicate, which I've already done. And that other person is Les Claypool. And he uh, is mimicking Of Primus. Me. Oh, for, oh, right. Of Primus, yeah. of Primus yeah. fame. It's pronounced. Um, Pretty, he's pretty good at bass Not
0: as good as the original. Well there we go. I think we're gonna wrap it up there. Oh, De- okay, well. Luke, enjoy the rest of your birthday. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're, we're gonna do some lip biscuit karaoke later <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. awesome. I like the sound of that. Thanks for putting up what, with us, Danny. One final cheers for the mic. Cheers. 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 There we go.
10: Thanks for having us, man. Right.
0: And with a deep breath out. That brings bitchin' brews truly bitchin' 2003 special to a close. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I I hope you had a lot of fun whether you were at this year's festival or not. Thank you, um, and thank you also to the to the bands for their for their company and their time. Um, I just want to run you finally through what each band is up to at the moment or in the the sort of the coming months. Um, Boston Manor have a new album. Uh, Called welcome to the neighborhood. It's coming out on September 7th via pure noise records uh, the song you heard earlier before my chat with Ash is their latest single which is called halo and They're also doing a UK headline tour in September. It's their biggest headline tour to date um, the support from for that tour is coming from uh, Microwave from drug church and as I was chatting about with Ash the aforementioned Wallflower, and what a bill that is. Um, Glue's debut album is called A Pathetic Youth, and that is out now via Dropping Bags Records. Uh, you can catch them out on the road in the UK uh, in August, so this month, actually. Um, sorry, I'm losing track of time. I'm I'm recording this in July, but we're putting the episode out on the 1st of August. So, yeah, you can catch them out on the road in the UK this month. Um, go and uh, go and head over to their Facebook to go and go and check out the dates for that. You can go and have a massive sing-along uh, to songs like the one you heard earlier, which, as you might have guessed, is called Pissheads. Um, Vadoon are bringing out a new album called Ascend on September 7th, same day as Boston Manor, actually, funnily enough. Um, it's coming out on the brilliantly named Heavy Sounds Records, and you heard the single from it earlier. Uh, it's called Spirits Past. They're at Boomtown Fair near Winchester later this month. They're doing a UK headline tour in September. And then they're heading over to Europe, to mainland Europe, for a run of dates in October. Um, Father Son, again, another album out in September. And that's going to be called The Sum of All Your Parts. It's coming out via Easy Life Records on the 14th of September. You heard the single Making Waves uh, earlier on. Go and get the album, and then also get a ticket to their massive headline tour of the UK and mainland Europe. That's happening throughout October, uh, in actually into November as well. And uh, finally, The Dirty Nil. They have an album out uh, on September 14th. Uh, to, man, September is going to be shitting out great albums. Um, that album is going to be called Master Volume, and it's going to be available via Dine Alone Records. It's going to have the single, which you heard earlier, called Bathed in Light on it, um, alongside what I can only assume will be a bunch of shit hot, white hot, white shit hot rock and roll anthems. Um, And I'm really hoping they come back to the UK soon. I'm sure they will be. And uh, when they do, I'll be making sure to get out to whatever show I can. Um and you know swing a an open can of beer over my head like a lawn sprinkler and we'll probably get Luke um and maybe Ross and maybe Kyle as well uh back on the podcast for a full length episode because it was just so much fun. Um, in fact, you know what? I, I'll I'll extend that to all the bands. Actually, I want to get every single band that we've interviewed throughout the sort of the this two part special back on for a full episode soon. So consider this uh, a little taster of uh, hopefully what's to come in the future. Um, Just want to say a few extra thank yous before I wrap this up. So thank you also uh, to the bands in the first half of this special, Black Peaks, uh, Conjurer, Vukovi, and Prestamiko. Uh, thanks to Taz who was uh, there with uh, taking pictures of me with the bands um the pictures you' you 've seen on the artwork and doing a few videos too i 'm hopefully going to be putting them out on social media soon i 've not quite figured out what to do with them yet but we'll we 'll do something for sure so thank you to Taz for filming those um I want to give an extra thanks as well to the people behind the scenes because without them really these awesome chats wouldn 't have happened so um you know, I couldn't have done this without the help and kindness of Mark and Angela over at Devil PR, uh, James at Division Promotions, and Sarah over at Major Press, um, and finally to Matt and Haley over at MHC Publicity for letting me do this in the first place. Uh, thank you, thank you for being uh, for being very accommodating throughout the whole weekend, guys. Uh, big love for that. Um, 2000 Trees 2019. I want to mention about next year's festival because tickets are now on sale. It's happening from the 11th to the 14th of July 2019 um, at its usual home of Upcoat Farm, which is just outside of Cheltenham in these sort of very idyllic surroundings of the Cotswolds. Um, if you head to 2000treesfestival.co.uk, the 2000 is actually spelt out in word form in that in that address as opposed to, to numbers, all one word, 2000treesfestival.co.uk, um, if you head there on the week that I'm putting this out and book your tickets uh, by August 5th, then you'll get 20% off your ticket price. Um, not only that, you won't have to pay a booking fee, and if for whatever reason you cannot go, uh, then... You know, jokes on you, for starters. And, um, you know, if you, if you can't go, then obviously that's a bummer. But then you have the option uh, to get a full refund until March 31st, 2019. It, it's really a no-brainer for a festival like 2000 Trees. There's an incredible atmosphere, and they always book, you know, top-notch bands. Um, so, yeah, order your ticket at 2000TreesFestival.co.uk by August 5th for 20% off your ticket price. Uh, no booking fees and the option of a full refund, which you can claim as late as 31st of March, 2019. Um one final plug before I go because it was it was super cool to do. Um, if you want to hear my review of the bands that I saw this year, uh, one, once this podcast is done, then head over to my friend Tim Burtbeck's podcast. It's called Just an Insight. It's available on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud too. If you search it on there, uh, Tim very kindly invited me onto the podcast um, along with Sean Reed from Already Heard um, to give a day by day review. So. Tons of bands reviewed in that, and at the time of recording this, actually, there's there's also another episode that Tim has done, which features an interview with the band Dreamstate, who played at Trees this year. I had a really bloody good time listening to that, and it's it's just one of the few podcasts that uh, I believe Tim is putting out that he recorded backstage at Trees, so... Uh yeah, if you haven't had your your full fill of uh, of uh, trees interviews yet, then uh, just an insight is the name of the podcast. Go and check it out. Um, right, that's it from me for another episode of Bitch and Brew. I'll be back in uh, a couple of weeks' time. I've 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 like you know serious. Talk for a second. I've kind of worked myself into a pattern of of doing this podcast weekly for the last sort of seven or eight weeks because I had a whole bunch of podcasts from Teddy Rocks Festival that I needed to get out before Two Thousand Trees, and I always said to myself that I'd never set myself sort of too many deadlines for bitch and brew because then there's a chance that it wouldn't become fun, and I I want this to be fun all the time because uh, at the end of the day it's a hobby, it's a passion, so. Right now, I've got two episodes, uh, which I'm which I'm sat on. One is with uh, Vinny from the once again aforementioned uh, band Wallflower. Uh, a great dude from a, a great band, a truly great brand ba- uh, band. Not brand band. Um, I've been meaning to put that one out for ages. That's another one from Teddy Rocks Festival. So. I'll put that out in a couple of weeks' time, and then I just recorded one last week uh, with the band Haggard Cat, uh, featuring Matt and Tom from the now-defunct band Heck um but they're a brilliant band in their own right really they obviously play 2000 trees on the main stage if you caught their set then you know just what sort of an electric band they are um i'll probably be putting that one out later in august so if you're a fan of the band if you've listened to their debut album Challenge, or even if you're not acquainted with them yet make sure you subscribe to bitch and brew on apple podcasts soundcloud and a cast again a link in the description of this episode to go and do that um, i'm going to go and sleep for a week now um, or maybe just long enough to stop sounding like a walking advert for this fucking podcast um, thank you again for listening i've been danny randon this is bitch and brew and i'll see you on down the road